This is the Podswoggle Network, a podcast network with entertainment. Welcome back, TV junkies and couch potatoes. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picked Up. My name is Robert, and I am sitting here, as always, with my good friend, former roommate, and excellent co-host, Rich. I want, in like five or six years, when we're still doing this show and it's making us hundreds of thousands of dollars, I want that list to be like five minutes long. That would be great. (laughs) We can just articulate, like, we'll move back in together and back out (laughs) together, and then you'll marry my sister, and then I'll be your child's godfather, we start forcing life to yeah. integrate into <laughs> the title of that we are to each other. Yes. Executor of my will. Uh, <laughs> Actually, that is something you will never get me to do. Yeah. <laughs> my my uncle's given me a couple pieces of advice, and one of those was never be the executor of a will or uh, handle somebody's estate. My aunt is doing the very same thing right now for my, my grandmother, and yeah. It's, it's the worst, it seems like. From, it just... The people it turns them into. It's just like, you're a husk. You're a husk of a person. I know. It's like, you don't see the best of people when you do that. But so anyways, if it'll make the list longer, we'll make it happen. (laughs) If we must. Yeah. Well, hey there, Rich. What's going on? Oh, nothing. We've just changed the way we do everything. Yeah, we've just had drastic (laughs) format changes. But I think uh, think they're all going to be awesome. I'm super excited for them. Um, They're, yeah. Uh, we're, you guys are going to be more part of the show. Uh, we're going to be more a part of the, that's not true. Well, we're going to be just as much. Yeah. Um, and I think it's going to, um, have a better overall outcome on the quality of the show as well. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to the more interactivity that it's going to, going to, uh, in gender or whatever the word would be. Yeah, so that works. So, uh, do you want to give us a little breakdown of how things are going to be different? Uh, well, yeah, you can actually, uh, uh, if you haven't listened to the uh, first of our new mini episodes or the elevator pitches, as I uh, just last minute decided to call them. Yeah. Um, pretty much the show that we'll be watching the uh, uh, the week after will be announced on that show. Um, I'll announce that. Via either uh, one of our picks, a guest pick, or a listener pick. Yes. Or a random pick. We will still be using uh, NetflixRoulette.net to choose shows. Um, and I'm excited for listener picks. Uh, we've already gotten a bunch in, and I'm actually keeping them, writing them down. Um, and you can, if you want to uh, send in a listener pick uh, uh, for us to choose to watch and, and talk about, you go to our Facebook page. Uh, uh, it's Picked Up Podcast. Uh, on pay- on Facebook, uh, go ahead and just search that out and post it there. And then once you post it there, when we actually come to that bridge of listener pick ship, uh, how we will choose and prioritize said picks will be through uh, iTunes reviews That's that we right. that we like the best. Yes, uh, and I hope I hope we get into arguments about that. Of which review yeah. we like more? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Try to uh, make us. Uh, uh, divided on this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've seen a lot of uh, uh, suggestions. I haven't seen a lot of reviews come in yet. So um, that it's a, it's a two-step process. Uh, I hate to make it uh, uh, so uh, lengthy, but it's going to be better for the show yeah, as well. Because the more reviews and the figure all figures into the algorithm. You're really 
helping us out a lot and it's it's really great and by helping us out we're able to create more quality content absolutely so thank you Um, do it basically how the show uh will be running from here on out yeah but we are we're very excited and it's gonna kick ass uh yeah rich is the man rich is very much the mastermind behind a, a lot of these changes so yeah thanks a lot buddy well thank you for uh being so goddamn flexible and adaptive oh you are my pleasure the chameleon of picked up yeah man so um uh also shout uh because literally your sister was tweeting at us uh right before i posted the first mini app she's like where's the new episode i can't deal with this i'm sick of waiting and it was literally right when i was gonna go and post the like link and tweet the link out Awesome. Um, Thanks a lot, Kel. And then also, uh, Stan the Dry Bear has a suggestion uh, for our first show, but he put it on Twitter, so this is not going to be an official selection, but it's fucking hilarious. Um, And if you haven't listened to the elevator pitch, then uh, you don't know that we watched um, uh, the UK version of Drunk History. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he, I don't know, uh, whatever. Uh, so Stan the Dry Bear suggests that we watch um, the Dutch version of the Golden Girls. Really? And he posted a link to the uh, to the um, opening theme song and the opening credits. It's 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 great. Wow, it's great. Uh, I, I tweeted out a, a very. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I want to ask like twenty questions about that one thing, but <laughs> Stan, put it on the Facebook page. Give us a review if you have not already. It's, I mean, like, no, <laughs> but yeah. just watch it. It's, it's, it's on our Twitter. Uh, it's fucking great. I'm going to retweet that right now, actually. Um, and then we also, there was a lot of buzz when I, I uh, tweeted out earlier that uh, there were big changes coming. Yes. Um, and uh, Josh Camp Blog on Twitter uh, asked if we were changing the name to Where Every Potty Knows Your Name and it's becoming a Cheers podcast. Which there actually already is a Cheers podcast out there. It ends up not being so much about Cheers anyway, but um, like you know, eventually. Yeah. If it, it won't be uh, uh, changing this, it'll probably just be another podcast. Have you listened? Have you listened to it? Is it decent at all? It ends up just kind of talking about other stuff because like it's this uh, comedian. Um, Fuck, I really like him too, and I can't remember his name. I know Whitten knows his name. He's on he's on uh, uh, Douglas movies a lot. Um, Jeff, it'll come to me later. Cool. Uh, name of the show's Afternoon, everybody. And Aww. basically, it's like you know, I'm talking about Cheers with a bunch of different people. But like, then he also because it's his favorite show of all time, and he's watched all the series through like several times. And then he'll eventually ask like, so what's your Cheers? You know, and what's like your favorite thing of all time? Ah, uh, okay, yeah, that's interesting. Well, yeah. yeah. That is uh, something I've been watching a lot of lately. Good. Yeah, and it is. It's wonderful. So uh, uh, I guess you already answered what you've been watching. <laughs> a lot of Cheers, a lot of, lot of Frasier. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Frasier's pretty great. Okay. Frasier, yeah, how much, because you've watched, have you watched all of Cheers or most of Cheers? Most of Cheers. Have, how much Frasier have you seen? Whatever I caught when it was actually running. Yeah, it's pretty kick-ass. Is it? Just, kill, yeah, the writing is great. Mm-hmm. And yeah, all the characters like Frazier, Niles, Martin, his dad, mm-hmm. and then Daphne, his his dad's physical therapist, and Roz, Frazier's producer at, yeah. on the radio show—they're all great. 
remember liking it like when I was younger. I just never nothing ever about it really like drew me back to it to revisit it. But yeah, I figured I would probably do that after Cheers if whenever I do eventually finish that up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess I just I love Kelsey Grammer. I have looked up like most all the episodes where the other Cheers characters appear. Oh yeah, and there's a fair amount. There's there's one where you see Cliff Norm. And Carla all at once because it's Cliff's retirement. And then there are two separate episodes where one where Sam shows up and one where Diane shows up. Wow. Okay. Pretty cool. Yeah. The Diane one had to be interesting. Yeah. I just watched actually one scene from it. And she's like, I guess, putting on a play. And it's just cheers. (laughs) And so, so, yeah, Frazier's watching the rehearsal. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty great. That's Ah, okay. I'm excited about that now. Yeah, it's really cool. But yeah, uh, those two things. What else? Uh, Television-wise, not a ton. Hmm. How about you? I want to talk about this last time we recorded. Completely slipped my mind. Yeah. Uh, Several weeks back, we had both gone to concerts at Wrigley Field. Yes. Completely separate concerts. Yes. Um, You went and saw Foo Fighters. I did. And how I read the review of that, and I heard it was amazing. Oh, it was insanely kick-ass. Yeah. I think I said that a ton, that use use of that superlative too much already. But it was uh, an unbelievable experience. Dave Grohl is like the most authentic rocker on the planet. Yeah. He saw his first rock punk show at the cubby bear which Mm -hmm. is a bar across the street from wrigley and so the the place in the city is very near and dear to his heart so yeah it was great they put on a great show they did a lot of cool they did like a medley of covers when they were introducing the band like he, he introduced every band member separately and they each sort of played a little bit of a song that they liked so the bassist played some from yes the guitarist played some from van halen and it was it was cool have you ever heard the Foo Fighter Foo Fighters cover of uh, um, uh, "Darling Nikki" by Prince? I have not. No, I think it was only released on like a German or Japanese like release or something like that. And I found it years ago on like Kazaa mm-hmm. or something or LimeWire. Yeah, and I just yeah I remember that sticking with me and it just being fucking great. Just. Oh, so good. Um, and it's just a great song. The original's great, and the Foo Fighters version is also very, very good. Um, what did you see? I, very spur of the moment, um, was presented with the opportunity to go see Billy Joel live for his fourth Wrigley Field concert. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, <laughs> I just got off of the train and was getting ready to go to, to work where you and I both work and I, okay. Yeah. There's much more to this story. Cause I'm getting on the, tra- I get on the train and sitting right across from me is literally like to a T my kind of girl. Yeah. Dark hair, uh, uh, a certain <laughs> height, certain height, certain dimensions, yeah, that's a perfect way to put it. And 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 uh, uh, reading reading Harry Potter, and she has her earbuds in, and I can only imagine that she's listening to some to some of my favorite podcasts. Yeah, in my mind, and the whole time I'm like making a plan, like, all right, all right, all right. If she gets off before me, I have to I have to make sure I say this. But if I'm getting off before her. 
I gotta try to say this. And then and then if we're getting off of the same, because I can't let this by. I can't let this just pass me. She's 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 gorgeous. Wow, good for you. Yeah. And then I get off of my stop and I do nothing. Okay. And I'm beating myself up over it. And our stop is underground. As soon as I get up uh, above ground, I get signal again. And I'm like, motherfucker. And then I get a text from uh, uh, our friend of life, uh, not on the show yet, um, but uh, David Mucci. Mucho. Mucho. With uh, a text saying, hey, man, do you want a free ticket to Billy Joel tonight? Cool. Yes. Of course I do. So I, I call out of work without a second thought. And, uh, and yeah, go to the show. Uh, and it was fantastic. Um, and during like the, the, the main part of the show, he did like a lot of eighties and nineties stuff that I was surprised about. And that's the other, I mean, that's kind of the thing about Billy Joel is he could do a a whole concert where, you know, every single one of the songs, but he was also doing a lot of the songs that you're like, yeah, I think I remember this song, but it's like, all right, I'll still jam to it anyway. And then for the encore, he came out and this, you may have seen this it was trending on facebook i know but uh for the encore he comes out and he asks the crowd hey uh you guys seen that movie train wreck everyone's like yeah he's like and then they start singing uptown girl it's like oh that's funny uh and then like they're halfway through the song and then amy schumer comes out of the back they're like is that is that that's it yeah that's amy schumer yeah okay that's happening and then, a, like, a bunch of more people come out of the back, and they start, like, well, and Amy Schumer was doing the, uh, like, the, she, have you seen Trainwreck? Yeah. You know that dance that she does with the Nick City dancers at the end? Yeah. She starts, like, doing that exact dance. Cool. Uh, and then more people come out. Like, f- four more people come out, and, like, three of them are, like, dudes or whatever, and, like, shorts and whatever. And one of them uh, uh, is, oh, oh, Jennifer Lawrence. Right. <laughs> Because they're writing a movie together. And yeah. And so then and Amy Schumer and Jennifer Lawrence hopped up on Billy Joel's piano and started dancing on Billy Joel's piano at Wrigley Field. Yeah. I did indeed hear about that. I was actually like a neighborhood away that night Mm. and I was leaving and I could hear Uptown Girl. I heard, I I don't know if it was Uptown Girl, but I heard a song like blasting from Wrigley Field. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that was, that was kind of nuts. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, um, I just wanted to to share that experience because that was a lot of fun. And I was also did like, you not see that girl again? I thought no, I th- no. no, 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 no. Uh, no, it was just it, damn. I, I just it. wanted to set the stage of like like crushing, just like fucking uh, uh, unaction. Yeah, and just missed opportunity. Right, and then being presented immediately with new opportunity. Gotcha. I understand. Different, but new. Different but new, yeah. which you said yes to. Exactly. Excellent. It's like, Excellent. I'm not, like, there's a reason why this happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was I was raised on Billy Joel. Yeah. Buffett, Bruce, and Billy Joel, pretty much what I was raised on. Uh, and, and uh, yeah. And then he actually did a Q&A at, at UF <clears throat> in 2012, which I got to ask a question for, which as soon as I stood up, uh, he's like, oh, hey, we got John Belushi in the house. Oh, wow. That's a good comparison. <laughs> well, it is. Also, like, he nailed it, too, because that was actually my dad's nickname in high school was Belush. Yeah. For John Belushi. Cool. <clears throat> but 
But yeah, so aside from that, what I've been watching, I've been watching, um, uh, I finished up Show Me a Hero, uh, which was great. It was great, as expected. Um, it didn't finish, in my opinion, as strong as the first four uh, installments were, but it was still very, very good. Um, Drunk History US came back. Uh, first two episodes were New Jersey and Miami. Uh, Miami one was really good. Um, and the last story in there about um, <clears throat> the Black Widow, I forget. Uh, uh, forgetting your name. Anyway, uh, that's actually, uh, it's a fascinating story. And it's also uh, covered in the uh, documentary Cocaine Cowboys, which is fucking bonkers. It's a crazy documentary. And then also uh, the league is back for its seventh and final season. Oh, there it's known that this is the final one. Yes, sir. Okay, they had they had Paul Shear and not Duplass, but the other main guy. Um, do you know his name? Steve Renazizi. Yeah, Steve Renazizi and Paul Shear were on Adam Carolla's podcast mm-hmm. like two three weeks ago, sort of coinciding with the start of the season. Yeah, man, Paul Shear is fucking sharp. And he is funny. He is. There's a reason why our new format uh, strikes it has a striking resemblance to uh, his show. I just love. Well, let's be honest. He's he's pretty. He could, he's a little weird looking of a dude, but I love how like how much of a pro he is, like comedically. Yeah. You a long time ago introduced me to the Dead Authors podcast, mm-hmm. and there was an episode where he played H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. And it was awesome. If uh, uh, just because I'm thinking about him now, um, there was a two part Dead Authors with Andy Daly playing L. Ron Hubbard. Mm-hmm. It's a must listen. Yeah. Must listen. Yeah. You're a big fan of review too, right? Yes. That's yeah. back as well. That's banging on all cylinders. It's great. Uh, yeah. Good, good comedy shows. Good uh, unorthodox comedy shows Very uh, cool. between review and drunk history. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That's that's about all I've got. I've been looking forward to more of the Marvel series that are coming out. They just yeah. released a trailer for Jessica Jones. Okay. There's a pretty recent Marvel property in terms of like she probably appeared like I think in like 2000 or something. So this is a very young kind of property. Yeah. But that and Luke Cage and season 2 of Daredevil all of which should be pretty interesting. Well, I don't know. Sure. I don't know if I th- uh, season I two know. of Daredevil could be pretty interesting. I season mean, two of Daredevil will be great. I don't know about the, Jessica Jones so much. But yeah, yeah. All the 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 cable Marvel properties just don't appeal to me. The cable ones, yeah. Agents of Shield and oh um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Agent Carter. Yeah, it's like, uh, am I gonna miss anything from the movies? Like, really, really, not really. Yeah. Uh, I'm good. Yeah. Um, uh, I finished, I don't know if we talked about this. I did finish Gotham. We did talk about this. Nothing to worry about. Um, that is all that I have. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I want to ask you this. Have you heard anything about fear the walking dead Uh, by way of reception or buzz or anything? No, I haven't positive or negative. I haven't had anybody be like, you gotta see it or it sucks or, not the way that Walking Dead just right. grabbed everybody by the throat. You right. Know? No, I haven't. How about you? I haven't heard a thing. And I'm perfectly fine with that because of several factors. I feel like we've talked about before. Uh, one, I don't care about the start of it. We've seen the start of it a million times. I want to get in the shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, L.A. 
Yeah. You know, it's like... <laughs> we have talked about I've already that. thrown a lot of shade at LA, but like, you know, it's just... I watched a movie last night that like took place exclusively in LA. Uh, I watched um, Let's Be Cops. Okay. Um, I liked it. It got bad reviews, but I, I liked it. It was funny. And I like those two actors. I like Jake Johnson and Damon Wayans Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob Riggle's in it as well. Andy Garcia. It's a good, good movie. Natasha Leggero, Natasha too. Leggero. That's a pretty funny yeah. small part in yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, like at the end of the credits, I see like the filmed in New York like logo, like the New York Film Commission. I'm like, what the fuck? What? Where? What? I, what? I know the one of the best movies that actually does take place in Los Angeles is Drive. I love Drive for yeah. the the way it all that scenery was. It I I'm trying to remember the name of that like the 34th Street Aqueduct or something. Mm-hmm. It's like you see it in like anything. Yeah, and it's instantly recognizable as Los Angeles. Um, I mean, that was, you know, I just wanted another show to regain my interest in, in Los Angeles. One of the biggest things I I can't remember if I've talked about this before or not. Uh, but one of the other things that I did love about Mr. Robot was how it photographed New York. We've all seen a million things in New York and it's become pretty mundane and, and, you know, try, we've all seen it. Yeah, but for some reason, something in the way they did it, it just made it look unique from a way like you don't really see it anymore or have before. Um, that was really really good. Uh, 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 speaking of locales, shall we go into it? Yeah, let's do it. So, so we yeah sorry yeah. no no that's fine. Uh, the show that uh, I had the second pick in a row this week, which we can maybe uh, hash out in order for how we will select shows um, a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But the show that I selected uh, for the second week in a row was a show that I just somehow like stumbled upon randomly uh, because I wanted to do this because one, we've, as America, we have taken many a concepts from across the pond, whether it be England or Scandinavia yes. or what have you. We have adapted a lot of things. From so, successful foreign properties. And so when I saw that the UK adapted uh, Derek Waters' Drunk History, Derek Waters, Baltimore native, what's up? Uh, I I was immediately struck with curiosity. Yes, that's a perfect term to put it. Because one of my favorite things about the American Drunk History uh, is a lot a lot of the, the the stories that are told on there are more obscure and you actually do kind of like learn shit that you didn't know before as opposed to like I've heard this before not through this lens and it's being acted out right but this is it it, it, it invests you so much more it's like this is a crazy lens to look at this through plus I've never known this before this is crazy this is fantastic yeah um and so just like the form, the storytelling form itself, I was immediately enamored with when I first saw it on Funny or Die mm-hmm. as Funny or Die original shorts. Um, uh, uh, so what do you think of this UK version? I thought overall pleased with it and would probably watch it as frequently as the US version mainly i think for for two reasons mm-hmm. the obscurity of the tale mm-hmm. uh, like you already mentioned yeah. and the cultural differences in slang 
and Yo, and like cadence. Yeah. yeah. Uh they kept referring in this episode, uh uh they kept using the word fanny. Uh-huh. And they and I thought I knew what fanny meant worldwide. Thought it meant a butt. That's a very, I think, American definition of fanny. Yeah. The the But the context in which they kept using it. Uh-huh was a vagina yeah i don't know when i learned that but that is definitely the uk definition of a fanny it, okay i did not know that before. oh yeah they're a straight pussy <laughs> it is yeah <laughs> so yeah so i i it took me a while to like realize like oh they're not talking about butts mm-hmm. they're talking about you know they're talking about the whispering eye <laughs> where is that from I think it's from role models. <laughs> the whispering eye. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. Um, you know, differences in slang and like all sorts of just, I don't know what they would be called. One of my favorite things that was said was in the retelling of the Henry VIII meeting his fourth wife or whatever. Mm-hmm. Talking about, it was like, I've never gotten hard at a painting before. <laughs> After I've seen this, I've hit the roof. I've hit the roof. I love that. That was a, <laughs> probably my single favorite term. Um, so it was fun kind of like noting, um, some of the differences, the format of the American show, if you haven't seen it, uh, it, it's, it could also essentially be a travel channel show because it, it picks a city and then it tells three stories that revolve around that city, which is pretty cool. Um, but that's because it's America and America's a fucking giant landmass. Um, and, and England isn't necessarily that. Right. Uh, so they kind of just will pick. Uh, it seems as though, although not really, because the first two were based on historical figures. The last one was more so a historical, like an anecdote. Almost. Yeah, and it, it's a really, it's a pretty quick little. It's not really kind of story. It's just yeah. like, hey, this is how this is this happened. This happened. Yeah. Uh, the third one was definitely the week, but it's so it started out with uh, Henry the Eighth, uh, told by Rob Beckett. Uh, and all these people are just uh, either are, uh, English um, stand-up comedians or uh, actors. Okay. Um, yeah. I was curious as to how prominent these people were yeah. and to if they were strictly comedians mm-hmm. or if they were performers. Well, that's the other thing I love about the America one is like it'll get comedians and sometimes you'll know them. And then there's just some completely obscure people that you've like never heard of before. Right. And you may never hear of again. Yeah. Uh, the last one that uh, uh, told a Miami story. I'm sorry. I keep talking about oh, this one. That's all right. Um, uh, the, the Black Widow uh, uh, was told by Dan Harmon. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's oh, great. It's great. It's so great. That is cool. Um, so, yeah. So you had Henry VIII told by Rob Beckett. Uh, Queen Victoria, uh, a story about Queen Victoria told by Carrie Howard. And then uh, The Black Death, Scotland's Black Death, told by uh, James Acaster. And um, so a few things uh, just that I noticed. Um, uh, uh, The Brits love their Sambuca. Yes, they do. Also, I do have to ask this straight up and right away. The drink totals that Mm -hmm. they gave for these people, Mm -hmm. were they embellished? Because that first guy, they said, had like three pints and like five whiskeys. That's a lot. And then like three shots, which, hey, look, I know that they're hearty people. Yeah. And we're not, as Americans, necessarily as badass as we think. But like, I don't know, man. I think that might be a little bit of an exaggeration. I uh, remember on 
I think it was back when they were just shorts on Funny or Die. They used to give totals as well. It's like on this night, this person had this many drinks, this many drinks, this many drinks, and told the story of this. Right. Is essentially how like the title cards would go. Um, I feel like. But also in those earlier ones, it would literally follow them to the toilet. Yeah. They, I mean, it's like if they said they had like six drinks. Nobody ended yeah. that on the couch. They were yeah. on the floor, and yeah. all these people. I mean, they were they were definitely uh, they were definitely drunk. But like I said, we're talking like eleven drinks. Like I don't know, dog. That's there, like a lot. Uh, uh, look it up on on online. There's one. I think it's the, uh, uh, the the William Henry Harrison one, where the guy that's doing it. Um, I, I wish I knew his name. Mull and I talk about this all the time. Uh, just gets like through the floor like just drunk and it's on like mother's day oh. <laughs> and he's like wishing his mother a happy mother's day oh my god amazing it's fantastic um so a few other uh different so but also i love that they just so i do think it might be embellished mm-hmm. uh a little bit a little bit yeah because yeah. they're still pretty pretty lucid yeah Can, in comparison to what we were told they had Yes, thank you. That's yeah. definitely, in comparison yeah. to what were said, they're not that drunk. I'm not doubting that they're drunk, but I'm doubting that they're drunk off that much. Mm-hmm. Or that they're that little drunk off that much. Yes. Um, but I do love that they just fucking were all about that Sambuca. Yeah. Like, do you, have you are you familiar with Sambuca at all? You know, the one time I've had a, a shot of Sambuca, I, it was bought for me by a friend who is Icelandic. So again, not English, but European, and so I like no, I'm not into it or anything. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, the Europeans seem to love it. I feel like it was a. Um, if you're not familiar with it, I think it's like a liqueur. Yeah, and I think it's like uh, anise or licorice based kind like, of thing. Yeah, like yeah. an anisette or something like that. Yeah, uh, it was. I feel like it was big in the. It was bigger in the states in like the eighties and nineties. Yeah, it was lit on fire for me when I had. It was like was you, it? you set it on fire and then you like put the fire out and then you throw it back. My uh, whenever uh, my dad would take me over to my grandmother's house, I all I remember is like she would ha- always have a bottle there and like she would like, uh, uh, not even like under the table or anything. Like it was a, it was a, a a part of the show whenever we would go over there to like let them. Or for them to let me take a nip off the bottle. Yeah. And so I remember having a lot of Sambuca as a kid. So that just kind of like threw me back. Do you still recall the taste? No. But I feel like I've had it in the past like seven years. And it doesn't taste good. It's like a slightly less. Not maybe not slightly less. It's to me a less offensive Malort. It's like. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Like, that's that's insanely accurate. Yeah. And, and it's like. Like seventy five percent less offensive, I'd say. Yes, that's that's very accurate. Um, and it, it just in that like, yeah, I could drink this, and like if this were like four hundred years ago, and this was all we had, mm-hmm. I get it. But it's definitely one of those things where, why are we taking shots of this? You know, it's like we could be taking shots of anything, anything. and we're taking shots of this. this? Yeah. Um. So no, I, I I don't mean to keep comparing the two shows, but I have such a love uh, for the original version, um, that I can't help it. Uh, you know, and, and it does seem like a no brainer mm-hmm. to do a drunk history in England. Cause it's, we, we have history. Cool. We got history. They have like 
three times our history. Yeah. Four times our history. Yeah. I want to hear a drunk history about the Magna Carta. Yeah. Like that's where I'm at. So, uh, on the American version, um, it's not necessarily hosted. Um, but Derek waters, the creator, um, he sits with the storyteller, um, and gets drunk with them. And I was actually listening to, uh, he did a, he was on the interview po- portion of Spontaneous Nation with Paul Tompkins. And they were talking about it. And he does that because it feels <clears throat> less exploitative to the person telling the story if they're both getting drunk. Because mm-hmm. if everyone's around and there's just cameras and you just have someone across in a chair across from you, cross-armed, stone-cold sober, then it's like, I feel like I'm being taken, taken advantage of a little bit. Sure. So like he does that to like, just kind of help with the process. Um, he's also like a part of it too. He's a part of the production from top to bottom. He's like in the reenactments as well. Um, do you know who narrated? Uh, uh, the British version was narrated. They don't necessarily have a, a host or a proxy uh, by that way. Do you know who narrated this? I do not. So narrated by Jimmy Carr. The only reason I remember Jimmy Carr, he's a, he's a, a British comedian that's, I guess, popular uh, over there. Uh, and the only reason I guess that is because the only reason I, rem- I I am even familiar with him is because I remember, I want to say it was like the late 90s or early aughts that Comedy Central was tr- like trying to f- find that like British comedian that was going to like pop. Mm-hmm. And so they brought over, I remember specifically, they gave Jimmy Carr a show, what it was I can't remember, and Graham Norton a show. Um who was much more... What were the names of those shows? I couldn't tell you offhand. I'd have to look them up, and I should have, but I didn't. Do you remember the one with the cell phone that would go off? And <sighs> the guy, What was that called? I... Man. It's like a cell phone would ring. The guy would be in a very public space. And he'd go, hello! And he would like make a huge scene of answering it as if to, you know, ridicule people who were, this tells you how long ago this was. Yeah. That was like a new thing. Like yeah. cell phone etiquette. <laughs> what was that called? Some, it was like Tom Jolly was the head of it. What was that fucking show? I, uh, we'll have to look it up. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure be, it yeah, out. Yeah. Or tweet it at us. Pick that pod. Um, but yeah. And then I remember like they both didn't work. And then shortly after that, like Ricky Gervais is a thing. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Um, by like no one's expectations. Uh, so, but every, anytime I do kind of like peep in on any of the, like the, the British chat shows or, or anything like that, I'll still see that he's like kind of relevant or I guess, I don't know. That's the thing is, I don't know. It's funny the fact that I see him doesn't necessarily mean that he's still relevant or kind of relevant or anything. Yeah. It just means that he's still employed, I guess. I don't know. It's weird to think that it's 21st century and like. We're all, you know, we could get to England in what, like 20 hours or something, yeah. but like still just totally foreign, even for yeah. like speaking the same language. Just like, I have no idea who's funny in England. Uh, that Rob, uh, Rob Beckett, the guy who told the first uh, story, he, I, I saw this when I was doing a little bit of research, was um, he's a comedian, but he is also a host of MTV2, their own MTV2, because MTV in, in the UK is completely different. They have their own VMAs. Than everything that we have, um, and so he hosts MTV's MTV2's "Help! I'm a Celebrity. Get Me Out of Here Now." 
He's been hosting that since 2012, which implies that it's still on the air. I never heard of that. Did we ever have that? We had it. Okay. We did. And it was a complete failure. Yeah, I never heard of that. It's a completely different world. The world is as small with the world as small as it is these days, still a big world. Yeah. Yeah. Um <clears throat> so reenactments. Um, you know, that's the other main how, component yeah. of this show. How do you feel show. about those? Uh, I was most glad and to see that reenactments were done in the same style uh, as the American version. And what I mean by that is maybe the most entertaining part of the reenactment is the way that they incorporate <laughs> the drunken mistakes oh, that are said. So that to me was like, you know, have no, no shame for copying that 100%. Like fidelity to that idea mm -hmm. was like central to success. Like they're talking about the guy who painted the picture of Henry VIII's wife He's like talking and like says the wrong word. And you can see the actor like looks nervous about it. They're, yeah, it's just the weird, the weird meta quality yeah. of like the this is what they're saying, but they're aware that whoever really said it was kind of wrong. Yeah. Like I, I love that. I do love yeah, they'll they'll do that thing every once in a while where the actors will kind of like look at each other if like something weird said and then there's a pause and they'll be like, hmm? Yeah. Uh when I was watching it, it felt like there was a lot more, a lot more parts that were like played to the camera. Yes. Like looking directly at the camera, mm -hmm. which at the time I didn't feel was uh, uh, consistent with the original version. And then I watched uh, the Miami episode and like they did it a lot. And so I'm just like, all right, I just fucking didn't notice for whatever reason. But now that I have to like watch it to like criticize it. I guess I'm paying attention to it. And then there was that moment where that was uh, in the Henry VIII one where it was Henry VIII's like boy who went to go like check out the chick from the painting. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, she's butt ugly. But he goes to like report back and he tells her like. She's she's proper fit. Yeah. Which I love that. I love the phrase using uh, describing someone as fit when they're like sexy or fine or good looking. Right. Right. And proper. Yeah. Proper. I love proper. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, but then, like, they went into this whole thing where the storyteller uh, basically, like, went into a hypothetical of like, what, what are you, what are you gonna tell your friend there? And then, like, he did a whole to the camera thing. The actor did, like, with all that dialogue. Mm -hmm. I, I like, and that was something that felt pretty different from the show, from the original, that uh, that I liked. I don't know. Just it stood out to me. I'm thinking about that as well. And I I agree in that I liked that part as well. I think that I think that the way you ruin this show is to have people as as in any comedic pursuit, the way you ruin it is have people try to be funny. Yeah. And yeah. so the closer I think that's an interesting case where I might be steering away from that, but that still worked. But yeah, I think I enjoyed the first one the most and maybe the last one the least because I feel like it was almost less just the facts and more commentary. And I'll, I'll tell you this right now, having uh, uh, been the Derek Waters of a lot of Podswoggle drunk histories, it is a very drunken sweet spot that you want to get the storyteller in to where they're not trying to be funny, but they can still put together a complete thought. Yes. It is... It's it's a window of time <laughs> that is uh, 
is very it's not the most narrow but if you're also partaking in the libations of the night that it can be missed what would you put it at if you could average out a drink count or a time count what would you say oh boy it let's do this in terms of the the number that i can best quantify this with is rumbles Okay. Uh, for those of you not familiar, we play a drinking game to a certain wrestling match called the Royal Rumble, called the Royal Rumble drinking game. It averages out to be about three-fifths to three-fourths of a power hour, basically. Yeah. And because, um, you know, over the course of the night, it's hard to keep track of how many drinks or the times over the years have differed. Uh, I would say about two and a half to three. Three rumbles is like the sweet spot. Wow, really? Maybe, maybe two. It okay. depends on the draw, too. It really does depend on the draw. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, and then and then I can only imagine the unsung heroes of both of these shows are the uh, the editors, because at least in my own personal experience of being the interviewer for Mullet, uh. You know, a, a drunken person doesn't necessarily have the best um, uh, uh, train of thought. No, no, they don't. And and they are very much operating on a, a strong stream of consciousness. Yeah. Uh, and so it is up to uh, the Derek Waters. I would love to see because Jimmy Carr is obviously the narrator, but I would love to know who's like actually interviewing the person because and I didn't even realize that I was doing this until Augie pointed it out that I was doing this to like be able to rein them in and get them back on topic and be able to go so we were talking about this go yeah um that it is it is a very very subtle art uh uh, uh coercing a drunk history out of somebody mm -hmm. um slightly off topic did you see the uh drunk history that that um engaged couple did uh did you? It was trending on Facebook. The other I did day. not know. Um, I I stopped watching about halfway through, not because it wasn't good, just because like I don't know these people. What was it a history of? It was a history of like, <clears throat> it was their history of them. Yeah, and it was like for their wedding, so people didn't have to like rehash it at toast like over and over and over again. And like they're both production people out in L.A., so like they had no problem putting it together, and it was like done really really well. Like okay. it was, it could have, it looked like an episode of Drunk History. Um, it was very well produced. Um, yeah, it was really good. And it just kind of goes to, it's like, goes to show you the popularity and, and the, 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 um, the merit, I think behind the idea. Yeah. This uh, format. Yeah, sure. It's I great. just, I hope it's not something like that. That's going to like jump the shark for, for the format. But, and I don't it think probably it, will. It probably will. It probably will. Everyone's going to do it for, well, I don't know. I don't mean to be negative or an asshole, but, um, We've yeah, been, we've been stealing it for years. <laughs> Ain't the first. Um, like you said, it's really it's it's very as, as loose and fun of a form as it mm -hmm. is. Like you mentioned, there's like a lot of very dependent parameters that you have to meet. You yeah. know, again, you gotta be so drunk. You gotta be so. It's gotta be so like inclusive too. That's why the only, the only reason why I think a personal couple's history. Or even like, oh, I remember the story of so-and-so. Unless you're like that guy who yeah. has like the best stories, which I know they're out there. But other than that, you might. It was a pretty good yeah. story. And it was, I think a lot of people were just like, oh, it's so romantic. Which yeah. sure, it was. Fine. Whatever. 
Um, if you're a romantic person. Um, <clears throat> one thing, back to the UK version, um, I was a little disappointed with, um, and not that the American version uh, necessarily has an abundance to work with. It did seem pretty low budget. Like all the reenactments seemed like pretty, like they were like cloistered in a small studio somewhere. Um, whereas like the budget on, on the American drunk history is kind of like, it's come up a little bit. It's definitely come up, but it's still like, it's still not anywhere near like, you know, could be, they get by, they get by. Yeah, you're you're dealing with a show that does. I mean, it's all temporal based, so you're going to be in different eras, which means different clothes. Yeah, means important settings, usually either you know inside or outside. Yeah, the particularly now I really think about it, that last story in the this UK version of the Scots bringing the plague. It was no, kind of just like an animated. It was animated. Yeah, it was animated. Just animated, yeah. and. Um, how often do they have animated segments? Like they don't. No, do they? they don't. For the U.S. version. So yeah, I don't know if maybe that was it. Just like, like production constraint to show a bunch of. Well, I feel like Monty Python did that all the time. You just need them to throw up on each other, and then there's your your story. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think two of the the essential elements. Because like, I'm trying to figure out why that last one like fell on its face so bad. And the animated thing d didn't help its case, but I don't yeah. necessarily think that's why. I don't either. I think it's not really a story. Mm -hmm. I think it's like a fact in a story. <laughs> and I think that guy, m more than anybody, might have been trying to be like... He, wasn't, I, he didn't do a terrible job, but yeah. I thought he was trying to be a little funny yeah. about it. Um, I think there's a, a like very simple... You can kind of break it down uh, for, for a shortened version. For long form, like the ones that we do on Poswoggle are just like, give me this person's biography mm -hmm. and then we go from there. Uh, but for like these historical ones, I think the two elements, the one is built into the, the episode for anyway, for um for the US and the UK in general as well, uh, uh, is the location. Mm -hmm. You got to have your where and you got to have your who. And... That was the problem with the the last one, the the, the Scotland Black Plague one, uh, was there was no who. Yeah. There were no characters. Right. There's no one to follow. Just the vague, the Scottish. Yeah, the, the Scottish and the British. And whereas the other two, you had Henry VIII and the, uh, the Queen Victoria one. Which one was your favorite of the three? I def the first one. Um, the Queen Victoria one, I thought, was maybe even like a more... The actual historical story of that yeah. might have had more substance, but yeah. for some reason, just between the storytelling and the reenactment of the first one was like perfect for me. Okay. It was just the best of like, because that's a really a pretty simple story. Henry VIII gets a wife who he thinks is pretty, who is really ugly. I mean, that, that was it. Yeah. But it was, it was told in such a way and yeah. reenacted in such a way that I really uh, liked it. was it. the, yeah. Uh, uh, like comparing it to like the first type of like online dating, yeah. As well, um, I I, I like the the Queen Victoria one more. Mm -hmm. I think because it 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 felt more like the version of Trunk history that I'm used to. So I was like more comfortable in that skin, um, and it just seemed like a more outlandish story as well. Yeah, uh, that was true. And that's the other thing that I like about uh, these, you know drunk history and especially like a lot of the earlier ones is there are also there are like a lot of 
this is too crazy to be made up. Mm-hmm. It was a, like all the stories are like pretty outlandish and, and they're the weird things where it's just like, oh, I didn't know that. I think you're very right about, I think the stronger you can have a central character, the stronger the story will be. And the, uh, my improv teacher, Bill Arnett has talked about humor being the distance between absurdity and I don't know if it's normality or just like your expectation. Yeah. And so you like, you get that figure, Queen Victoria, yeah. who is a strong central figure. And then you get her, the further you can get her from how you think of her yeah. as like a, this sex crazed maniac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she's supposed to be a queen, noble, dignitary. Right. And, and it's like, no, she's a freak in the sheets. Right. The, the funnier it gets, you know? Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to think of the, unfortunately, the limited amount I've seen of the US one, but like, was it the Tesla one? The Tesla. Yeah, that was, I want to say that was a, 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 a funnier die. I want to say it was. It was, yeah. it was uh, what's his name? John C. Riley's mm-hmm. Tesla. And um, who was it? Um, God, I love him. What's it's... his name? Crispin Glover yes. as Thomas Edison. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that, again, like you, I think character, central character, very important. Mm-hmm. Again, you know. History without those people, just it's too, you can't grapple on to anything, you know? Yeah. And also another thing that I hope for, for the the UK version is I hope they get some gets. Yes. The star power in the American drunk history isn't in the storytellers, although they get some very, very good uh, uh, recanters, as it were. Um, But they've gotten a lot of really good names for... To, to, to reenact these. I'm glad you bring that up because and it's undeniable that that helps. Yeah. I would love to see uh, some some Martin Freemans, yeah. uh, some Simon Peggs. I'm sure Nick Frost would probably do this over Simon Pegg. Oh, uh, Scheduled-wise, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to see... Who's the, who's the black guy with the glasses from the IT crowd? Oh, uh, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his name I don't know his but name, I but will try to get Mullet to say his name because that'll be hilarious yeah um but just these, these people you yeah know? uh uh um uh, uh oh God, Chris O'Dowd mm-hmm. um yeah uh oh God, there's someone very specific I'm thinking of right now that I can't fucking remember their name but yeah get get some gets get some gets man so that's all I got on the UK drunk history. Yeah, it was great. You know, again, this is a, this is a, an exportable format for sure. Sure as hell is. You know? uh, maybe not everywhere. Nah. Like, it'd be a little awkward. Like, drunk history, Rwanda. Yeah. Uh, like, oh. most of Africa. India probably wouldn't be amazing. Most of the Arab world. Yeah. I wouldn't want to get into a lot There'd of... A lot, like, uh, you know, like, harmless ones would be like, the Netherlands, the Dutch, mm-hmm. you know, Holland. Yep. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe not Germany. Um, France, why not? Spain. Spain would be good. Italy. There's so many places. I mean, again, like, what's the what's the closest you've ever seen the U.S. tread into uncomfortable territory, whether it be with slavery or Native Americans or? Oh, the the show. Yeah. Um, of like, this is just <clears throat> like right at the point of, it, I don't know it, if this is cool. Well, I mean, it depends on what the tale is. If it's a harrowing tale right. of like, you know, uh, uh, like, you know, um, 
a slave finding his freedom or, uh, you know, Native Americans like fucking giving the white man the comeuppance. You know, it, it depend. It does depend on what it is. Yeah. You know, so and there's a million stories, mm-hmm. uh, no matter what a situation of like, you know, the human spirit and overcoming and triumphing. So or it could be like, you know, stories like how like unexpected ways that contributed to how this horrible thing ended. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yes. I'm trying to think if like, uh, this is getting really sort of wacky, but I'm trying to think if you need like to be a post-industrialized nation. I mean, you don't have to, but I'm wondering how much more fodder we have as like an industrialized nation for this show than if it were just purely pre-industrialization. You know what I mean? I think I'm following you. I'm just thinking, I don't, I think that there's just more oppor- there's more interesting situations sure and more interesting where where well, society is like uh, 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 thriving and prospering or like yeah and shit's it, always like growing yes and almost even those growing pains are kind of yeah. interesting stories and plus typically the more industrialized you get the more socially progressive you get sure, sure. the more you can have stories that don't involve stoning women to death and things like that very true uh, but yeah ton of fun <laughs> uh, I realized we didn't do this for cheers because I, uh, we, I guess we both both felt it was pretty obvious. Uh, oh yeah. And as you've actually started watching Cheers uh, since we did it, so of course we both picked that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you pick up the United Kingdom version of Drunk History? Yeah, I do. Cool. I, I think this is a great first outing. I'll send you the rest of the episodes. Cool. Because <laughs> I, I need to I download the rest of them. I need to watch more of just the UK or the US version for sure. Absolutely. Like, if you haven't gone back and uh, if you haven't regularly watched them, go back and watch them. They're they're fucking great. I love them. Are they available anywhere in particular? They're probably on CC.com. Um, not that they're fucking players the best. In fact, their media players may be the worst on the internet next uh, to Yahoo. Motherfuckers. Yeah. Um. So, and of course, like they don't do what they should do, like they do with like Key and Peel, and basically put most of it online. That's on a big, YouTube. a real big pet peeve of mine. And if you're and powers that be, if you're listening, there's no quicker way you're going to get me to avoid you and all of your sites than with poor infrastructure, yeah. like web infrastructure. I'll say this: uh, uh, watching stuff on ComedyCentral.com is a lot easier on a tablet than on a desktop or a laptop. Cool. So yeah. I was very disappointed. Uh, I acquired the Adult Swim t- um, app. Mm-hmm. Have it on my Android tablet. Mm-hmm. I cannot Chromecast, so I was very disappointed that I couldn't take what Adult Swim wanted to offer and throw it to my TV. I was very, very mad. Not a good look, Adult Swim. Not a good look. Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good incentive for me to start, uh, you know, looking at other means of getting your shows. There you go. Just to let you know. Yeah, that was good stuff. Thank you so much for that pick, Rich. I think that's a yeah, great pick. Yeah, I was uh, excited to see it. I was excited that we did it. Yeah, yeah, good times. And I was happy that that we're exporting a show instead of for one for once instead of importing it. Absolutely, way to represent show show everybody that we can still get yeah. some good original so, concepts. Something good too, not like fucking. Uh, no, no, we got that. No, we took that in as well. Uh, cause I was like the first two were like American Idol with the voice. Like, no, we took both of those. Did we come up with Survivor? Um, we did. 
We have oh, Survivor. We got Survivor. And Drunk History. And Drunk History. And Seinfeld. Is there are there other countries' versions of Seinfeld? It's impossible. Like, there's no way. It's impossible. Yeah. But I'm sure they tried. I'm sure they gave it a shot. They tried to make their version. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, who's the <laughs> Danish Seinfeld? <laughs> God. That'd be good. Let's just see a around the world of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I uh, I think that about does it for us. Certainly does. I want to thank everybody so much for coming along with us and joining us for this uh, second of well, maybe this is technically the first of the new this format. Is the first. The first. Because yeah. uh, Cheers was just the classic version. Yeah. This is the first of the real. This is the first of the real new, uh, the new and improved. The new and improved yeah. for sure. First and so now that it's more important than ever that you guys get in touch with us. We are going to let you know how. Um, I would say the top two are definitely going to be Facebook and Twitter. Um, if you are looking to do a listener suggestion for a show, please follow a couple of steps. Head on over to our Facebook page. You can search Picked Up Podcast. Find us on Facebook. Uh, throw down your post and leave us a suggestion. And after you've done that, please head on over to iTunes or Stitcher if you're using it. Uh, and go ahead and rate and review us. Uh and as Rich said, you know, uh, give us something to debate about with these reviews. Yeah. Something interesting. <laughs> uh, it, uh, I'll say this. If you do leave us a review on Stitcher, uh, take a screenshot or um, let uh, me know on Twitter or something. Because I don't. I, I check the iTunes reviews a lot more often than I check the Stitcher. Yeah, I figure it as much. Yeah. If, you're, if you're doing it on Stitcher, just maybe you should time, just move over or something. I don't know. Don't, just saying. It's not a big... You know, you can oh, still... It's an Android eh. versus iOS thing is what it is. You can still use your Zune or whatever hey. to listen to it. I don't know. Oh, I don't okay. Even, sorry. Um, <laughs> but on top of that, if you ever want to get at us with uh, some fun photos or ideas or anything like that, feedback, tweet us at Picked Up Pod. Always a good time. And if for whatever reason you ever need to email us, you can email us at uh, Picked Up Podcast. Picked Up Podcast at gmail.com. Cool. I just got to get that one straight. For sure. Yeah. How about personally, Rich? Any personal plugs? Uh, Rich Cammy on Twitter. Rich Cammy 4 on Instagram. GarlicNot44 on Snapchat. Uh, Audible audiobooks on audible.com. And um, I recorded a pretty awesome um, blank slate uh, last weekend with my friend Bryce, my buddy Bryce. Uh, so if you don't subscribe to Blank Slate, uh, do that because he's got like... It's crazy when, like, people you knew, like, in high school, and you know them, and you know them, like, in this certain context of, like, yeah, this person, like, you know, I was a, a, a shitty high school jerk off with in high school, and, like, has a fucking crazy life story, like, 10 years later. Really? Yeah. yeah. And he's, he's, like, he's fucking lived a life, man. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, definitely go check that out. Look for blank slate. Uh, you can find me. On Twitter at mbravo, mbravo, and on Instagram at real.rob.bravo. Uh, that's about it. In a couple of weeks, we'll be starting shows at the Bug House Theater on Irving Park Road in Chicago. So look for that, I think, in two weeks, two, three weeks. Uh, I'll get back to you about it. Your, yeah. your improv yes. group. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, Chicago Improv Studio will be doing some shows. Is there a name of your group yet, or...? Uh, no, no, it'll, these will be class shows, but I'm telling you, this is some good, good stuff. Cool. Uh, so check it out. 
Let's see. Anything else? Anything else? I think we're pretty uh, good. No, I think yeah, I think we done did it. Let's uh, let's go to our birthday party. All right, let's do it. Thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, remember, keep your dial tuned to awesome. This has been a Podswoggle Network production. Visit Podswoggle.com for more of that sweet, sweet entertainment.